0: Right. 4, 3, 2, 1. Hello and welcome to the Life Laundry Podcast. I'm Gemma. Hi, I'm Chippy. You'll never be able to get over that intro, will you, Chippy? Will you? No, I don't know what it is about it. It just makes me laugh. I think it, it's because you always say something funny before you start. And you were doing like a BBC World Service vocal warm up. I am sponsored by Accurist. will be 12 (laughs) 55 precisely. I used to listen to Tim all the time, beep, beep. And my dad would be like, who's been ringing Tim? I've got lots of 50p's on the bill. Did you start to pay for that? 50p, cool, yeah. Oh blimey, my dad is very good about not mentioning the fact that I used to ring that constantly. Why did we do it? I couldn't we just look Because there? I think it was like we could feel like a grown up using the phone. We'd get some information. Well, and also because you had nothing to set your clocks by because you didn't have a mobile phone. No. So if, you, if your clock ran out or you forgot to wind your clock up, your phone's in. Before we came on, we usually chat for about half an hour before we start recording. We've Gemma's got got tit tape going on. <laughs> is that we first of all is that a jumpsuit no it's a it's a maxi dress oh i love it is it sort of chambray whatever it's called yeah 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 it's like yeah and it's buttons all down and it's got like a tie tie waist yeah where's it from Um, dare i ask next obviously (laughs) um well um it's got very thin straps and i don't know how everyone else's bra situation has been like over lockdown but i am down to my final bra and it is fraying and greying, and I need new bras. So I'm not comfortable, I haven't got anything nice, I've got got any nice, I'm not comfortable showing off the nice straps, and I really can't wear, I can't wear strapless bras. They make me sweaty, really uncomfortable, it is horrible. Anyway, so I came up with this bright idea to buy some boob tape from Amazon, which is basically industrial elastoplast that comes on this massive roll. Um, And it's brilliant because what I've done is I've just, <laughs> I put it about an inch underneath the nipple. Yeah, and then lift it up. So I yeah, a so boob lift situation. Have you seen those like stick-on boob lift bras? Yeah, like teardrop shape. Yeah, where you stick it over the nipple. You've basically made yourself one of those. That's exactly what I've done. But then, but then, <laughs> as, well as, as well as lifting, I've also gone from left to right and. Brought uh, scoops inwards yeah. so it's like a bra it's like a homemade tailor-made and, and bra it's bloody comfy it's hot today it's really hot i'm not it's it's really cooling and yeah because you're not all trussed up not all trussed up um the girls are safe they're not gonna escape <laughs> they're not going to escape anywhere the The only downside, really, is that it hasn't floated Mike's boat. But I mean, yeah, that's not I was a downside so, because it was, you know. It's, it, but it, you're I'm, like me. You get you want to so, show someone. Yeah, I made the, something, and that I'm. Works. We're both trapped in houses full of men. So I just was like, I went. I I opened the I, I went, look. And I didn't get the reaction I was looking for. I, he just went, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> We were talking about tops of arms. Oh, yes, that's right. Arm tops. Because you are always wearing a strappy top, not like a spaghetti strap, but like a vest top. A racer back vest is what I wear. Yeah. And I can't be asked to get this special strap bra. But also, I don't like the tops of my arms. But I always look at you and think, well, that looks really comfy. And then I thought it's a real focus for some women. The tops of their arms is a problem area. And I think I think it's I think I think it could be down to one of two things. I used I, I used to be a competition swimmer. Yeah. For about five years. Yeah, and also be good. It's just I think it's just my body shape. Yeah, because my sister once. When she she and her husband go on exciting holidays, uh, Joe and I go on like let's b- lie by a pool. I think Joe would like to go on more exciting holidays, but that's not my jam. No. I want to lie by a pool with my book. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas my sister goes to to cool places, and um, her husband they were they were staying somewhere, and they were going to go on a little trek, and they ended up going to like base camp of a mountain the little trek was like <laughs> 88 miles um, yeah like a massive big deal involving like altitude sickness and I think she was in I have a feeling she was in flip-flops oh my anyway God. Flip-flops. it was it was such an intensive walk that she lost a load of my sister and I women in our family have quite have small legs but quite top heavy like the top half of our thighs is what i would call a problem area um and she after that walk she lost weight there and toned muscle there and she she's like that it stayed and so i wonder if because you did that swimming muscle memory whether that muscle is just like this is how we exist now Whereas my thighs just feel really sad if they're not touching. My my thighs also love each other. They are miserable if, if separated, and who would want to do that to them? And also, my belly button seems to be developing an amorous relationship with my frou-frou. <laughs> trying to get closer. Deny them. Yeah, get, get in the way of, obviously, there's got something going on there. I'm not going to get in I'm the way. Are just going to get your tit-tape and point your tummy up this time next week though and I've t- everything will be taped up and I've done the crow's feet on my eyes and I've done the double chin you like, oh my god what's happened to Gemma I'll just change everything up she's just taped everything up be amazing <laughs> um, um that actually fits quite nicely what we're going to talk about hobbies hobbies Sister walking me swimming um what I thought was hello- what I thought was great is at the end of last week's podcast I'm like I predict the gyms are going to be open. And then like an hour later, I'm texting you going, Jimmy! You actually, were so excited. I burst into tears in Knoll Park. Oh. I actually, Having been I, like, I can't ever see myself going back to the gym. That's what you said to me. At the beginning of lockdown. I, And then I was that annoying customer. I emailed the gym the next day to say, what are your plans? I need your plans. I want to know how you're going to take this forward. And then I, I have, have keys. I will, just, I will just come and do it for you. So yes, so that's so. we're we're talking about hobbies. So, when are you going back to the gym? Have you been? No, they're open till the twenty fifth. Okay, and then you'll go. Um, Yeah, yeah. So, what made me think of hobbies was I had a team. We have every fortnight. I have a team Zoom in the evening, and one of my teammates was talking about how she finds the, the networking side of, of what we do difficult because she doesn't have hobbies. Okay. She's not really interested in stuff. She's got a very good close circle of friends. She likes to go out for a few drinks and dancing, but she doesn't have specific interests. And it made me think, because this is something that bothers me about me, is that I don't really think I have hobbies. Um, Partly because when I was growing up, my only hobby was horses. That was where all my free time was spent. And then, but also I think screens have robbed us of our hobbies because even in the 80s and 90s, we had TV, but we had four channels. It was. It didn't go on all night. We got the lovely lady with her test board. And also, as well, if you were young and you were watching kids' TV, it would start at three forty-five and it'd finish. Yeah. It Neighbours or After Home and Away, yeah. and then News at Six would come on. And and that was that, it. My dad would kick me out. Yeah, I think you'd have to go and do something. Yeah, you'd, you'd have or- to go and do something, and. I think it has that time that you might do something is now sent scrolling through your phone. Um, and it's also partly to do with, so I keep cracking down on my husband about this, where last week he said someone in his team sent him, sent him some a piece of work he'd been working on at 10.30 at night on a Friday. And I said, to "Joe, you cannot reply to that. I'm not. Do not reply to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can say thanks. Yeah. But do not reply to that because if he is working at 10:30 at night, maybe that's when he felt like working because they're working from home at the moment, and that's fairly fluid. But I was like, you cannot be the sort of person who makes their, the people who work for them feel like they have to work." at 10:30 at night on a Friday you need to make sure that they don't feel chained to their phones because of work and I thought god it's not that and she was like oh I'm obviously just really boring I'm not really interested in stuff and I was like we don't have to have hobbies anymore our phone is our hobby social media is taking up all that time and I thought it was really depressing it's not just it's not just that though i this, this, the, there is that but i think it's multi-layered there's two layers that i immediately think of the first one is that as you are um as you are grow as you grow into an adult and then if you have children one of the first one of the first things to go out of the window are your hobbies yeah because they are seen as a luxury, not a necessity, not an essential part of spending your time. So yeah. they are the first things to go that get shaved yeah. off. And then they are the last things to get added back in. But also the second thing that I think is really um, interesting about this is that because we live in a, a very much a society where everyone's always encouraged to have like a side hustle or to make their hobby into their business. Mm-hmm once you do that once you cross that threshold of doing something purely for pleasure to then making it into more of a serious pursuit yeah it's suddenly not your hobby anymore it's now your job yeah but i think i think i think that's okay because i think part of that has come from we used to do 9 to 5 jobs we used to work for the same company for the whole of our lives. And so, whereas now we're very much in a kind of, you do this for two or three years, you do that for two or three years. There's no, there's, there's less job security. So the, and childcare is ridiculously expensive. Um, So women are getting screwed on all aspects. So I think the idea of setting up a business that's your hobby is partly to do with, I don't want to be in that position anymore. I don't want to be in that nine to five yeah. office anymore. And I think that's good because I think that's people going, you only live once. There's more to life than sitting No, I absolutely in the office. However, once you turn a hobby into a job, I think this might not be true for everyone, but I know it's, it's true for me work become work whatever you do whether you think you have the most glamorous job in the world there's always boring bits of it there's always yeah yeah yeah. and if that hobby was a form of escapism from tedium of life then all of a sudden the gloss has gone off your hobby because it's the hobby wasn't the tedium so like going back to when i was a competition swimmer i used to love swimming and then all of a sudden All of a sudden, I was swimming half five every Saturday morning till 10, half five every Sunday morning till 10, five-hour training sessions. Not, wasn't swimming constantly the whole time. And it just killed all of the love of the sport for me. Yeah, it's like, um, I I don't think I could read properly for about
1: about two years
0: after I finished publishing. I couldn't. Well, when I finished my English degree, reading was no longer for pleasure. I was told what I had to read, and it was... I didn't want to read any of these texts. But, and also, with the reading thing, I'm not very highbrow. And I was like, I just want to read something that I like, that's nice. you, well, do have, you know what I mean? I, have made you, I might have made Chippy by The Witch's Hammer. because yeah. I want to read it. Reading start. Club. Reading Life it. Laundry Reading Club. <laughs> Only going to be weird stuff. Niche um, books. really niche books i'm currently reading zodiac i I've, I've basically have a true crime book downstairs all the time i'm in my sitting room now i've got this because i've got old and i get scared if i read true crime in bed so i give myself 10 minutes and that is a thing so that is a thing that I've said to me and my husband I'm trying to get him to do it as well we tag team looking after the kids I think we're still going to tag team looking after the kids Um, I'm just watching an Argos guy just drop his delivery not for us but you seem to have parked outside my house and and I know that sometimes so I've got the afternoon, he's got the morning. I know that at some point during the morning and at some point during the afternoon, I will go into a scroll hole. At some point during the morning, he probably has a bit of a scroll around on the internet. And I was like, actually, I'd much rather have a designated half hour to go and lie on the sofa and read my book away from the children. I, I would happily give up my scrolling time, but in our heads, the scrolling seems more legitimate because you can do it whilst the kids are there. But in fact, my kids hate my phone. So that's something where I'm like, I love reading. One of my things about lockdown has been that my friends who don't have kids have been um, talking about what they've read and how much reading they've done. And I've been a bit like, oh, imagine being able to go somewhere green that you don't have to worry about your kids' social distancing and being able to just lie in a park and read your book and I was like right well I can't do that but I could sit outside my front door in the Sun and read my book for 20 minutes and I could make Joe do the same so I'm trying to do that but I'm not sure I count reading as a hobby hmm. do you count reading as a hobby no because I listen to most of my books whilst I'm doing something else I think the thing is with hobbies, they are so unapologetically, by their very nature, frivolous. Yeah, that they it it just it just carries with it too much guilt. Yeah. So, and especially if like if you, you are living with someone and you're going through that whole competitive tiredness thing that we spoke about the episode before last. Yeah, and you see them going to do their hobbies it's really hard for you not to get resentful then you remember the fact that you were resentful about them doing their hobby so that makes you feel guilty about you doing something for yourself and then it just becomes really good. it's just blah it's just really complicated. So yeah. and um, but one thing that we've done so our bathroom it used to be a wet room but it used to leak, <sighs> leak all the time. Right? Yeah. So Mike has put a bath in it a bath, a bath a bath a bath and there's a lock on my bedroom door that I put on. In the middle of lockdown, yeah. So I've got my bedroom door. You are literally locked down in your bedroom. I've got a. I can. I have two doors between me, and I, and and I have been really strict. And I can go in that bath, and even if it's just twenty minutes, I don't take my phone in. You know, just do something that, that's. And I'm really. And I've been really good at it. But Mike's not doing so great, so I'm trying to force Mike to do the same. Should I tell you a really sad tale about baths? I am a bather. I do not shower. Do not like showers. I like you know bathing. you like that woman off TikTok. Why, why do you smell so good? Because something, and I have a lot of bubble baths. I don't know. Oh, no, I haven't seen that, but yeah, <laughs> that is me. So we get the loft extension done. It's going to have my dream bathroom in it, right? I'm excited. I get everything ordered. I have the typical argument with the men, that what, some that I live with, some that are building me the bathroom, about, oh, you should just put a shower in there. And I'm like, no, because I don't use a shower. I'll only use a bath. Oh, but it's such a small bathroom. You should have a shower in there. Well, you can use a shower. So this went back and forwards. I just don't, I'm just on a side note. I just do not understand why I have an opinion. Did I ask for your opinion? No, I didn't. Pipe down, sunshine. Anyway, back on off my tangent. Um, and it's lovely. It's my lovely bathroom. Mm-hmm. I'm five foot two. Yeah. I got I got a bath because Joe and I used to bathe together. Oh, that's romance for you guys. Yeah. So we can have a nice chat at the end of the day. Third work, baby yeah, shows up. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, not, sorry, it's not quite so romantic when one of you shifts and you suddenly get a toe up your bum yeah no we're <laughs> very strategic about foot placement right? yeah. um, <laughs> the uh, the so we got this bath and I was like we bathed together it's been a real bummer because when we moved into this house the bath had taps at the end so we couldn't bathe together also I was then pregnant so I couldn't barely fit in the bath yeah. mm-hmm. Then, whilst we were having this bathroom made, I stay, I was staying in my other bathroom. I've, I had two other bathrooms for Swanky. Um, and it had this lovely bath. It was so comfortable. I was in there when I was in early labour with Jack. I was like, this is the best bath. I'm so excited about my new bathroom. My new bath is about four and a half centimetres longer than that bath. And I cannot lie down in it because I'm too short. <laughs> So I've designed my dream bathroom but my bath is too big and if I try and lie down in it my feet whisk up and my head goes under the water. But two floors down in a really grotty bathroom that I can't afford to do up is my dream size bath. I got stuck in the bath once when I was pregnant. It's really distressing isn't it? Third trimester and I actually thought I was going to have to ask Mike to help me because what had happened was you know I was so big that the water had... So all the water from it my... It kind boob, of suctions you're old? Yes, had the, the, bo- the boob down, that water had drained, but there was a load of water behind <laughs> me that hadn't drained. Couldn't get out. Yeah. And, right. I had to, and I was really starting to panic. So I had to do this weird thing where I sort of like shifted onto my side and then and then, like, uh, like an 18-point turn to get out of the lap, sexy. It's so, it was not it was so awful. Um, we went on a bath tangent there. But if you were to write your CV, and it, you know, yeah. you have to say hobbies. and music. Hobbies. Mine always used to be, it, there was standard yeah. like socialising, reading. That's not on mine. It wasn't on, well, it, mine wasn't, but that's all I used to put, because I didn't really have any hobbies then. Socialising and swimming. Socialising, reading. And going for long walks. So that's your hobby now. So I had the bright idea. So um, beginning of last week, I realized that I had, um, I was having to join the real world soon and go back into the gym where all the fit people live, right? Mm. And the people that actually go to the gym to work out and not just stroke the machinery like me. (laughs) So I was like, I've got to get in, I've got to get... In training for the gym. It's like pre-gym training. Yeah. I I had the bright idea of walking 20,000 steps every day. How many miles is that? 11. All right. Okay. So on average, so, and what was really interesting is I looked on my Apple phone, on, on the phone, and it tracks your steps. And I had thought that I was being really active in lockdown, going for my daily exercise, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Pre lockdown, I was probably averaging 13 fifteen thousand steps a day plus a workout. Throughout lockdown, six, seven thousand steps. Well, I think because, I've been doing in the hundreds. Well, because I well, and it was. I was like, oh no wonder everything feels tight. No wonder it mm. fits. So I thought, right, what I'll do is I'll go back to twenty thousand steps a day. It's very time consuming. It's yeah. Very time consuming, and it's actually quite stressful. So I've been setting my alarm for half five. I'm going for a long walk. That's the only way I can do it. And then combined with the school runs, I hit about 20,000. So a lot of people are getting into the miracle morning thing. and I always think of you as being an early adapter or a doctor of the um, miracle morning thing, which you did for ages and you then kind of stopped. Um, I attempted... For two weeks, and I would just sit up in bed, literally unconscious, while Joe so tried I've to make up, me wake up. Five o'clock is too early for me. Five forty-five is my sweet spot. So I naturally wake up now at five forty-five. So I will wake up at five forty-five. I sleep with my curtains open so that the sunlight. Yeah, was, I, was I, I sleep with mine open. I'm still. I'm struggling at eight. <laughs> and then. If, and then I need about forty-five minutes to wake up, so I will then leave the house about quarter past six, half six. But I'm getting up. I set my alarm for half five. But if I haven't set my alarm for half five, then I would naturally wake up at five, even at the weekend. But, yeah. And it's a, it's a real arse getting out of bed. It's really difficult. To you when... lay your clothes out the night before. Um, what I do is I leave them down I leave him in the downstairs bathroom. So I go downstairs in my dressing gown, feel around for the coffee, and then yeah. go into the downstairs bathroom and get changed. Um, but it really has helped. And do you know what? I know this sounds to sound really cliche and really like, oh my God, my mental health since I've been doing all this walking has just gone. Yeah. She is doing a, an upward slope action. It's just thawed and like it, it's, I don't know, I don't, I know it sounds obvious that it would, but I'm just, lo- I'm loving it. I go to Noel Park, I, I, I'm very lucky I live in Noel Park, so I'll walk through the park and the deer's, there's no one around, there's like the odd jogger, and there's just deers and squirrels, and it's just. You- and you don't listen to anything while you're doing this. So, well, for a bit, because so I'll walk for an hour and a half. Mm. Uh, it's a long-ass
1: walk. With
0: know. Eddie. With Edward, yeah. And um, I'll walk for an hour and a half, so I'll do, I'll probably, I don't do this consciously, but I'll do some of it silently. I'll listen to the news for some of it, and then I might listen to some music or I might listen to a book. See, I'd be doing that, but I'd be doing it to um I I would be doing it. I mean, because when you were like, "There's no one around," and my immediate thought was, "Are you not scared of a serial killer?" Just yeah, That's because I'd be going round. No, I was genuinely to... scared the first time because the way I go into Knoll Park is like over some poachers' steps. Hmm. Um. So it's not like a, it's quite a secluded. Yeah. Someone could just in. be waiting for you. Um. Yeah, thanks, Chips. So, like, with that's the that's you, sort of thing my mum think? says don't forget to bury your root every morning, love. And, like, because uh, you know, she said if you have the same. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I, that, was something that, can, that was the thing that concerned me, but I had to push myself to get through it. And there is one thing well, that be- quite creepy that's like I can see from Jurassic Park lots of ferns. <laughs> so, I did, as we know, I was very strict about lockdown. But Partly because I live in London and it's busy. and Partly because there's a lot of people who live in flats with no outside space. And I just don't think I should be taking up someone else's space when I've got a garden. Um, And one thing, but obviously we've got three dogs. Currently got four dogs because I've got my sister's dog for two weeks. It's a lot. Anyway, so my thing was like, oh, I usually walk the dogs every day. And usually that's my grown up time. It's kind of symbolic because it's like all the kids are in childcare. I'm walking the dogs. The dogs were... Joe did not grow up with dogs. The dogs were my thing. It's like my adult thing. And I wasn't doing it because of lockdown. So I was going after bath time. And it was really... And I stopped doing it because there was no one around. And And I was like, literally, I'm pretty sure... Odd bods, rapists and murderers probably aren't caring too much about. Oh well, yeah, because there was a peri- there was a period of time very early on in lockdown where I felt a definite shift in mood come dusk. Yeah, and I just thought, oh, I don't feel. And normally, I have uh, normally people. um When I used to go running, um I used to go at night, um, and people would be like, "Oh, you shouldn't go running at night." But I was like thirsty. I've I've run and I run down quite well lit streets I don't go down by the river but also my dog doesn't like strange men without my husband around if my husband's around he's okay if a man comes to the house and my husband's not around he doesn't bite but I think he would if he needed to and he definitely growls and thrusts himself at them quite a lot so I'm always a bit like obviously it's not 100% safe but he's not one of those happy, waggy, I'm going to lick you and be pleased to see you dogs. Eddie would like Eddie. Yeah, and Mouse would and Tallulah would. The other two would just be like, do do whatever you want. We it. love it. <laughs> Tickle my tummy whilst you do it. But yeah, what, exactly. But um, I was, as I was going over these steps, I was thinking, okay, I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm going to push it. And I thought, and I actually thought to myself, dodgy people probably don't get up at half five in the morning they're probably asleep that's not true all right well don't tell me that because that's sorry (laughs) i'm just saying just saying uh the golden state killer i think did everything about anyway so that's my hobby at the moment but this is the thing so i think there's a very blurred i have a very blurred view do we count reading as a hobby? Because I always think no, everyone reads, but actually a lot of people don't. Only if you do it for pleasure, then yes, it is a hobby. Okay. And walking. walking I'm like I everyone would should do walking. Would do that for pleasure. My allotment is definitely. A ho- I can't tell you how much. So I think gardening is definitely a hobby, and I do garden. Mm-hmm. And I was. I've been a bit slack about it. I think it. It's definitely when you have bouts of depression. Looking back on them, you can see telltale things that everything was not right, and I don't think I gardened really at all last year. Um, so I've been catching up. Gardening definitely is. I do like doing invisible invis- uh, mending, I do quite like
1: yeah, doing visible mending. On
0: your Instagram stories the other day, I thought, oh, that's So, quite impressive. so my thighs love each other so much that. About six months into wearing any pair of trousers, um, they burst through the seams to be with each other. Mine are the same. And I end up just chucking away loads of good pairs of jeans. I wish they were, I was cool and trendy and my knees popped out, so I'd be okay with it. But my thigh popping out... I don't think we can make that a thing. No, it definitely isn't. I don't think that we'll see the kids today with a bit of old granny knicker popping out. The So... I got really bored of doing it and I saw I started following this amazing woman on Instagram called Mama Walton if anyone wants to follow her Um, and I followed her because a friend a mutual friend of ours shared some of her visible mending that she'd done on a pair of jeans and I was like this is beautiful this is the most I would buy those jeans based on this mending that she does and she did a workshop in Hastings and um a friend of mine and I went down to do the workshop on the world's most stormy day we arrived I thought the car was gonna we had to park by the sea it was bucketing it down but we all went and sat in this cozy pub and ate chips Mm. and she taught us how to do this visible mending which is basically you can you can do it with a patch or without a patch but it's all done with this thread um so you can see it but it's done in straight lines so if, if it's a bit like kantha quilts from india that you can see all the straight line stitching on and so i've been sewing all my jeans and i actually set fixed joe's jeans because weirdly joe's jeans always go next to the fly because he puts his hand in his pocket to get his wallet out, and it's always on the same side. He always keeps everything on one side, so that gets pulled. He's always like, oh, it always goes by the time. Like, it doesn't. It's not making you look good. No one cares. It, I think it's just really good to have your brain focused on something else. What I was, was going to say was, so anyone who's listening to this thinking, I don't know where to start. I haven't got a hobby. I haven't had a hobby a hobby since I was ten. Um, if, the, if your social media didn't exist, right, this is a nice challenge. Pick yeah. something to do and don't tell anyone you're doing it. Yeah. There is no need to share it. it on your Instagram that you are. No. But also, I think the one good thing that you can do about social media is look at who you follow. So I'm having a real cull at the moment because I am sick to death of conspiracy theories. People thinking that the government wants us to wear a mask because they're trying to kill us all. I'm so sick of it have you not Have you not seen any of that? Oh God, most of my social media is up in arms about being told they have to wear a mask in the shops, and it's like there are literally thousands of children dying every day. Well there are people with millions and billions of pounds who could fix it, and they don't That's what you should be bothered with. wearing a bit of fabric on your face in Tesco's not a big problem anyway. And I was like, do you know what? I'm muting it. I'm muting it or I'm deleting it or I'm getting rid of it. I'm literally, I'm sparking joy in my social media, which I know we said before, but there are brands that I follow because I feel like I should follow because I'm a makeup artist. So I feel like I should follow these makeup brands. And they just either make me feel like, oh God, I'm not that good. I'm not as good as that. Or I haven't got that work. Or I can't work because I've got kids and... -hmm." I'm like, why? Why do I follow them? Are they doing me any benefit at all? No. And so I'm, I'm just deleting it all. And I think then if you look and see who you follow because you want to follow them, and you might see a trend. That's a really good tip.
1: Well, as and well, if it's,
0: and well, if it's, you're following them because they do makeup. Say, I'm using that as an example. But if you're not a makeup person, you're following them because they do makeup. Then maybe play with makeup. That's a legitimate hobby. I'm here to tell you. Or if you're following an interior, loads and loads and loads of interiors accounts. The other day, I was looking at my outside shed that I've got outside my my um, kitchen, and I always like. I whenever I see people doing like quite a nice baby pink wall, I'm always like, oh, that looks really nice. I could never do that. And I was like, I could just paint that wall baby pink. If I didn't like it, I could paint it white again. It's not a problem. If you're following loads of interior accounts, maybe you should do something, bite the bullet. And as an extension to what you're saying about having a cult and uh, phones and social media almost becoming a hobby in itself, it is so easy to fall into the trap of spend of, of using your spare time watching other people use their time fruitfully. Yeah, you are watching. That's what I said to you before we recorded, is it? Like, you, yeah, you're watching Instagram. Other people live their lives. You're watching people with hobbies, basically. Yeah. Quite often. Fitness. So I you, follow lots of fitness people, and like they're all like. Oh, I'm you know, working out, dessert, and I'm watching them work out. Yeah. I, well, I could be using that time to work out. Yeah, or you could be working out with them. Or oh, but but, but I might just be sat on the couch eating some Pringles. So yeah. I, I should do a workout. Yeah. Oh, God. I have got um, time now, because I've just been watching someone else do it. But that's the thing. Um, um, so there's that well-known life rule that you have to do something for 10,000 hours before you become an expert at it um and I think the people that we watch like like Joe Wicks for example you love Joe always love Joe I've loved yeah Joe. Love. your original Joe Wicks lover because when we first met you were like Joe Wicks and I was like who no idea um I will work. He's done his 10,000 hours. Yes. He's done his 10,000 hours. What you're mostly watching, not you, but what one mostly watches on social media, people who have put the time in quite often to something they love Mm -hmm. as a hobby. And we watch that instead of not that I think I'm going to become a professional visible mender. Um, But I think that, I think that's the thing. It's kind of made us a bit submissive and like, oh, we'll just sit and watch someone else Mm. doing it. Lazy. Yeah. Your phone is not a hobby. Your phone will always make you lazy. And I have, I have a friend actually, who's not on Facebook. She's not on Instagram. Um, She's not on any social media if she goes to a website you know you get asked about cookies Mm -hmm. i always accept all because i can't be asked Mm -hmm. she accepts none she clicks in and refuses all um and i it's just blown my mind and i'm like wow that must be incredibly liberating Mm. because so much of my life, partly because my work is related to it, and your work is related to social media. So, so much of our lives is ruled by putting stuff online, or approval, or what's working, what's not working, how do we gauge what's working, what's not working? And I was like, my God, she doesn't. She doesn't even. She doesn't even get worried about Susan, who she went to school with on Facebook. Looking at her profile, do you know what I mean? She has none of that. I've always had wanted kids. to take a bingo, which I can't do, and I've always wanted to join a dance class, which I can't do. Do you know what I was watching? That we were, Joe and I love a bit of Midsummer Murders, and um, we always take the piss out Joyce, Detective Barnaby's wife, because she's always around when there's a murder because it'll be like oh look someone on an art class has been murdered and it just so happens to be the art class that Joyce is taking or oh look Joyce has got a crack brain scheme to go climbing up a hill and finds some body up there so we're always mocking Joyce for being like if Joyce is there someone's gonna get it um and then I was like god why can't we just move why can't we just rearrange I want to be Joyce Barnaby I've realized I want to be I want to go uh, to an uh, art King class. Miss Rabbit from Peppa Pig because she has all the jobs. Miss Rabbit, you see, but this is the thing. I feel like I want to be the woman. <laughs> I want to be. Oh, mouse. So it starts from the 90s, right, that Midsummer Murders. And I feel like that's a reflection of, of a 90s woman versus Mrs. Rabbit. Oh. It's a reflection of now, where it's like Joyce used to do all these weird things. That she fancied doing, because she didn't have to work and she didn't have social media, whereas Miss Rabbit has to scrape a, a scrape away to get everything done. She she's the, she's a firefighter. She does the museum. She does some. She like she, she does the train. She does the train. She does the um, um, souvenir shop on the moon when they go to the. She's, moon. She does the supermarket. <laughs> she does the emergency. What do you call it? The emergency plane. Like the, <laughs> the. emergency plane? Like the police plane, but it's not the police plane, it's like the ambulance plane. The flying, anyway, the flying doctors. My favourite um, Pepper Pig. I know everyone's got one. But. Oh, uh, well, oh well, I've, got, I've got one. I've got one. Have you, you got, got one? one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My favourite Paper Pig is the Queen. Have you seen the Queen? Yeah. I am the Queen. Yeah. Because she's got, she does such a good. I have a feeling it's David Bedil's wife. Anyway, does such a good impression of the Queen. But Miss Rabbit gets um, a, an award for being the most industrious person, the hardest working person, and they go to Buckingham Palace, and it's and they just list Miss Rabbit's. Jobs at the beginning, and it's just hilarious. It's like Miss Rabbit runs the supermarket, the blah blah blah, blah blah blah. It's like, oh Miss Rabbit, you overachiever. But anyway, what's your favourite one? When Mummy Pig builds the cupboard, the new toy cupboard, and um, she doesn't read the instructions, and she ends up with a teeny tiny cupboard that nothing fits in, no toys fit. Oh, and, totally and then, and then Daddy Pig comes in, and he's like, "What are all these extra bits, Mummy Pig?" And she was like. There, I'm one. a nightmare for DIY. I get I count everything before we start. Oh God, no! Count everything before we start. and Put it into bowls so we can just knock it out. It's because I'm moving. For all the wonder of Joe, here's a very slow flat pack assembler, and I cannot live with that. Well, on that note, then, <laughs> what's your positive for the week? Well, I have two. Ah, well, that's good. I don't know why I have two. Oh, yeah, I do have two. I have two. And I know I usually struggle for one. But Hmm. I have two this week. First one is my awful neighbour. Anyone who follows my Facebook group will be familiar with my awful neighbour who coughs up phlegm over the side of his balcony uh, all the live long day to the extent that it was the first uh, noise my baby made was an impression of him coughing phlegm over the balcony. He bought a, a Parked outside my house Played really loud music outside I had to complain to the council at the beginning of lockdown Because on a Tuesday He was playing such loud music I had to cancel a Zoom call Because I wouldn't have been able to be heard Um He bought a caravan Which he then parked outside my house for two weeks And That was awful Because he played loud music out of his caravan then, And He went away in the caravan about three weeks ago and it's been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Um, But my other positive thing is, school's out for summer, do, 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 not we're not singing Alice (laughs) Cooper. I'm really excited, last day of school was yesterday, I am no longer a class rep I got a very nice present but they can all look after themselves from now on right <laughs> whatever happens you don't have to be beating yourself up about homeschooling that's my positive for this week it Just remind me of that song we need a break from the old routine we need a break from the old routine we need a break <laughs> no no that's just you no come on it's a song we need a break from the routine look you look to me like i was bonkers when i was singing schools out for summer we need, a break Everyone knows that. we need a break from the old routine we need a break from the old routine okay anyway my positive is yeah as an addition to that there's only six weeks until they go back to school full time do they go back to school full time Yes, because we are p- focusing on the positives, Chippy. Okay, we're focusing on the positives. There is, in my mind, oh God, no. In my mind, that's not, that, that, not going back is not an option. I know, countdown. I bought the uniform. I bought some of the uniforms. <laughs> I'm going to do what Everybody I do every up. year. I'm going to go for the uniform at the beginning of September and then be really upset and shocked when there's nothing in the shops. Yeah, all the shoes aren't there anymore. Yeah. There's no shoes. There's no shoes. Yeah, and I'm like, why does everyone do it at the beginning of the summer when they're about to sprout? Hmm. My question for the world. Um, okay, right. So there we go. So we've, we've sorted everything out then. So Yeah, the world is fixed. Well, I'll speak to you next time. <laughs> Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Bye. Bye.